0: Oh my goodness I think we're back I think we're back. I think we're back. <laughs> We've been gone so long, and it's taking us so much technology to get this back that there is now a cure for COVID.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Oprah has interviewed Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's third baby, and
0: <laughs> and we no longer care about, and, and the world and we right no longer cares, care, does care about either or, yeah. any of
1: it. Yes. It's time to let you finish, Courtney. Amy, we're back. <sighs> Part of the. Pantheon Podcast fam. Hey everybody, we've been gone for two weeks. Did you miss um, us? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. So let's just kinda catch up on our not so hot back summer. I guess. Right. We, we, la- we last saw each other, spoke to everybody in, you know, late August. So we haven't been gone mm. that long. But no. you know, just sort of. Any, any thoughts, anything fun, any, any, anything? I know you, uh, you got, you got to do your full mermaid the other day. I finally (laughs) went
1: to the beach. Yeah. I finally went to the beach and listen, the beach is my happy place. I didn't go to the beach all summer because, you know, we've had a pretty wet, shitty summer. And then the days where it was really hot, I knew everybody was going to the beach.
0: Yeah, that's the problem in New York. It's like, it's finally good beach weather. And everyone has that same idea. And then (laughs) last
1: summer when it was COVID, really full on covid I didn't really go that far away from my house. You know, I kinda yeah. didn't leave a five block radius of the house, if I could be right. honest. And, and
0: and for anyone who's outside of New York, there is no beach in Harlem. Just no, so you know. There's <laughs> no beach
1: in Harlem. So yeah, like, you know, listen, putting my feet in the sand. I was out for a friend's birthday and it's fun. You know, Having the ocean just hit your legs. It it's just fun. felt really, 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 really,
0: really. Yeah, fun. I got I got um Before I started my award tour, which we talked about, I did get Mm -hmm. to spend two days in Fire Island, which Mm -hmm. is, I mean, it's just, I don't swim there because I can't swim for shit. And Fire Island is like really scary water, but lots of current. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just nice to go, it's there. Yeah. And look at it. You know, and you
1: feel it, and it's just a calming energy. No, it's man. nice. Just There's a like reason why out. they
0: play water when you get a massage. You yeah, know it's what I mean? True. They, they don't play wind blowing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, all kind of lightness and everything aside, um, you know, uh, back to school season is a part of upon us. Uh, I. I um, how are you yeah. feeling
1: like you know you're going into, have, you going to I different something? schools and well, I'm I mean, in person now, right?
0: I'm in person. at one. Well, I mean I was in person in person last year at the high school but I wasn't teaching. I mean, to be honest I was sort of being a, an adult in the room. Right. This is going to be my first and that was pre-delta. <laughs> right. You know. Right. Uh I am gonna be in person today. I always get a little bit of stage fright before I start. Even mm. I know the time I get, no, I get that. I get I'm that. performing and, and, I, and, and new I'm, students is the new first students. time you're
1: all a meeting, and yeah, the whole, but I am already
0: and it's not the time I would have liked to have done it. I would have liked an early morning class, less people, right. but I will say I'm already very pleasantly uh I'm very happy because a student just emailed me to tell me that she wasn't aware that you had to get COVID tested if you weren't fully back. So she's going to be taking the week off. And I said, I hope, and she was like, I hope this is okay. And I'm like, not is it, not only is it okay, but thank you for being, uh, honest. yeah, yeah, you know, honest. like, I, like stay yeah, away as long sure. as you need to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> stay yeah, alive. You know. If you don't come back, we'll do it online. I don't right, care. Right. So you know i mean i'll get over it, but it's just sort of every the the good thing i guess is that everybody's in the same boat everybody's in sad. the same kind of nervousness and i am teaching college and they do have to be vaccinated so yeah, yeah. whether they'll learn anything or not is all another conversation <laughs> uh but hey learning is overrated anyway um <laughs> Again, who garbage. needs that
1: old education
0: yeah I'm, I'm, we're both intelligent what has it gotten us nothing nothing it's gotten us absolutely nowhere being smart hey um, i was the queen
1: of 7-eleven for a whole year i had a reign around queens and i used to ride around and i had a normally wait
0: 7-eleven the Quickie Mart 7-Eleven? Uh, yes,
1: I was the 7-Eleven queen, darling.
0: You worked at a 7-Eleven? No, I Japan? never worked
1: at a 7-Eleven. Oh, actually. okay. Actually, I just made that up.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I worked at a Friendly's. I worked Did at Friendly's.
1: Friendly? Okay, when I used to work at Red Lobster and Green Acres Mall, shout out to Valley Stream Mall. Guy oh, my 11. God. You decided, to pick, <laughs> you
0: decided to pick the one place that's like, yikes. Well, <laughs> I was
1: on the opening team. I opened that Red Lobster. in hos- In high yeah, school? In high school, I was yeah. on the opening team. I opened, I opened that Red Lobster. So I worked there for a couple of years from high school. And there was a friendlies in the mall. And because I don't eat seafood, so on my lunch break, I would go across Friendly's the street to Green it. Acres Mall and go to the friendlies. And every day I'd, get a, I'd either get a cheeseburger deluxe or grilled cheese deluxe. Did you get and a fribble? A milkshake. Did you get a fribble? No, I didn't get the fribble. Mm-mm.
0: The fribble is good. Yeah. Um, I worked at friendlies for a very brief period of time in high school. And um, I was fired. Uh, First Mm -hmm. off, because I kept insisting on hiking my uniform up (laughs) higher and higher and higher. (laughs) Um, And also, I could not learn all the flavors. Uh, And the the piece de resistance is my boyfriend uh, and his best friend, um, who were druggies, Mm -hmm. uh, came in and passed out on the counter (laughs) and knocked over fribbles everywhere. So I was held (laughs) responsible. I had to pay for their fribbles. And um, and of course. That's the guy I lost. And of course, that's the guy I first had sex with because he was so cute.
1: Mm -hmm. You were like, like, he's really deep. Look at him. No, I didn't think he was deep. I just think he was cute. Yeah. But I was
0: like, he knocked fribbles all over the place. Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. fired for my stupid loser drug addict boyfriend and his stupid loser drug addict friend knocking fribbles. Hey, (laughs) Maddie and Doug, how you doing? (laughs) All right. All right. And scene. Um, <laughs> all right. So this, um, obviously, people die all the time. Yes. But this, this week, uh, we were kind of hit with a really interesting juxtaposition, in my mind, of, of well, first of tremendous acting talent. But yes. two, two actors who sort of change literally the face of what's considered beauty and masculinity. Yes. And two actors who totally owned Their respective lanes um, in movies. So the first person to die was the great uh, French actor Jean Paul Belmondo. Uh, If you've never seen the films of um, Godard, Godard, was he he, Godard? Godard? Yeah, Godard. Yeah, no, Fellini's Italian. Fellini's, Fellini's Italian. Italian right? But Fellini's if you've Italian. never seen those movies, Breathless is probably the best known. Don't watch the remake; it's awful. Watch the original one. Oh my one. god, I saw that remake. That was awful. terrible, awful. Terrible. You know
1: what? We don't ever really remake the French ones well. You know, whenever yeah. we try to do a, an American yeah. version it's of not, a French film, it's not It doesn't. It doesn't really work. Yeah,
0: but he was a. <laughs> he was just an absolutely fantastic actor. Very much a, uh, you know, a. Uh, a a symbol of the French new wave in cinema and a very kind of ugly beauty. The French actually have a name for that, kind Mm -hmm. of the ugly beauty. And he was, you know, a sex symbol and a great, and just a fantastic actor. And in any other week, what's so crazy is that the the, the deaths would have been dominated by him in many ways, but he never had a big, he never made any American films, but unfortunately that same day, Michael K. Williams passed away. And, um, you know best known for omar and and on the wire i mean what was it and obama Bar-Bar. said omar yeah. was his yes. favorite character yes. on television you know and um what's really I many s-
1: lovecraft lovecraft uh lovecraft country five-time Warcraft emmy Empire. nominated yeah, yeah. You know, um he actually I mean, just won i believe one of the critics awards for lovecraft country yeah. a couple of weeks ago yeah and he's just, dominated for an emmy for that yeah. role this year
0: well, an amazing actor. I mean, Omar is and a really nice guy. That's what I've heard, and he's was really, really good friends with some uh, with a good friend of mine. So I I I heard about him outside of the context of being a great actor. Like he hung out with his kids and and a New Yorker. So maybe that's why it's impacting us more because he was one of our guys and, and but part died of the young. Circle,
1: really, I have a you know I've met him. I you know I'm not oh I didn't know him, but I've met him. Yeah. Um, great dancer throughout the time throughout the years i would see him at like house music parties I, and i have a lot of friends you know who work in film and television who absolutely worked with him on the wire and lovecraft and a bunch of different other things and they're really hurting you know that, that like they loved him the people who knew him really loved him he was a, he was a really loved loved person and
0: he's getting obituaries and memorials that i have to say are are worth reading because um, a lot of times black actors do not get that kind of. I was the.
1: Co- I was about to say I was the surprised the is- amount coverage that he's gotten. I was like, wow, yeah. he really people really yeah. love this guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, go back and, and and watch. I mean, The Wire is. I mean, to the point when my friend was like. Talking about, oh, you'll have to meet him one day. And I never met him. I kept calling him Omar, which is obviously not his name. But um, listen, yeah, I've gotten
1: rid of a lot of my DVD box sets, but I kept my, I have the full series of The Wire that yeah, no, I still
0: yeah. have. No, it's it's so, you know, rest in peace to him. It's very sad, obviously, when anyone dies, when someone young dies. Uh, and, and like I was saying about Belmondo, I mean, Michael K. Williams, you know, was not a classically handsome man, though he was right. a good looking man. And he changed the idea of what masculinity what black masculinity is Uh, i don't know about the guy's personal life i'm not going to speculate but he presented a gay black and and
1: he gave for the first time really a different portrayal of a black gay man all a lot of times even today listen i was watching a sort of preview for cinderella right and Billy Porter is playing the fairy godmother and he does the thing that I feel like it's always done when it's a black gay man. It's lots of neck, lots of arms and hands and, you know, and that's a type. That's a thing. But that doesn't represent the whole spectrum of the gay community. right? Right. And we're just never written in a way where you could be the killer, the feared person. Oh, and you happen to be gay. You know what I mean? It's always, if there is a black gay character written, it's like you need the almost some of those tropes to be thrown in you there. You need to, to be make it, swishy. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's just the worst. And so here comes Omar, the guy that everybody's afraid of, And it was just written really, really.
0: Well, I read something really interesting because the right, I mean, then we'll get off, but the writers on the wire just were amazing guys. And one of the writers Mm -hmm. on the wire is Richard Price, who's a fantastic novel, one of my favorite novelists to begin with. And he said that he was the guy, he was often tasked with writing kind of Omar's entrances. Like, so, you know, Omar walking down the street, that was his dialogue. Mm -hmm. And he said that Michael K. Williams kind of established some of the signifiers for Omar being gay. I don't know if it was ever written that he was gay, but he would right. do things like touch his boyfriend. And it was like, wow, okay, this is an interesting thing that you're... Right. Anyways, a great actor, Jim pierre great actor. Uh, watch their movies, watch their TV shows. <coughs> Rest in peace to both of them. And, um, um, and, oh, one more that we need to mention is Lee Scratch Perry on the other end, a uh, uh, different uh, discipline, music. Um, you and he I created. Both- he
1: built his own studio, the Black Ark, in, yeah. in 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 his yard in Jamaica. He really, you know, brought this new style of of music, well, dub, and really took it. To a whole other level, and worked with all of these artists and made those sounds even bigger. And I think that really helped it go international and around the world. Really, you know.
0: Well, and, and brought it. I mean, certainly. I mean, you and I have both agreed that the word "icon" is overused and means nothing if you it. But the, right. all three men and that we have talked about, like broke boundaries, iconic. Lee Scratch Perry was a sonic architect. Of, Absolutely. Of, of, oh, Absolutely. So again. Oh my no, uh, we, we lost
1: was, one more. Charlie Watt.
0: Oh, yes. Another. Okay. Another
1: icon. Another and Charlie, icon. listen, the Rolling, the role, there are bands. And then there's the Rolling Stones. <laughs> and then there's the Rolling Stones. Really from, I think you said this when we were talking about him the other day, you know, it's like they've been in a lane of their own since they came out. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. And 50 plus years later, they are still in the lane of their own. There's the right. Rolling Stones.
0: And, and everybody else.
1: Everybody else.
0: And, and, and the thing about the Rolling Stones, I mean, I saw them in 1978, so I don't even barely remember, to be honest with you. But right. the thing about, and yes, their album output has not been as dominant, but the Rolling Stones, from what I understand, are still capable of going out there and fucking blowing everybody off the stage. Yep. And Charlie Watts was, was, the, arch, uh, was the, the anchor for that song. And, yep. and a, lot of, a lot of drummers normally work off the bass player because it's the rhythm section. What made Charlie Watts different is, A, he had a jazz background, had no interest in rock music whatsoever, you know, was like, okay, sure, whatever. That's but where he, the
1: yeah. rhythm came, you know? Right. I mean, he was a rhythm drummer. And he,
0: and he got his cues from Keith Richards, which yeah. is an interesting thing. Um, a musician's musician, but you didn't have to know music to understand that. So, I mean, where do I start? Where do we start telling you what Charlie Watts song, what so song? But he is right. just, yeah, phenomenal. So, really, four very, very important men. Legendary. That, that I know you changed, guys all changed. like to
1: use these words and call no. everybody a legend. Or not. No. These dudes... Are We're legendary. All legendary because no
0: one's ever going to be able to duplicate what they did. <laughs>
1: exactly. Do.
0: Every you know, so you cannot use the word legendary when someone puts out one record. Okay. And, no, <laughs> no, let me just.
1: I heard and listen. We both like Cardi B. I just heard somebody like the rap icon just had her second baby. I was like, rap icon. No, no she put out she one, album. one album. I was I like, know. why would you? even, First of all, she doesn't want you to call her an icon yet. Don't put her. You took her. You skipped. The, the the whole
0: middle and the other part of the career taking an icon status. It's like, God. Well, this is this is why you should. This is why you can't have people over the age of twenty five running the culture. But that's a whole other conversation. Right. Um, so they crazy. can be in the culture, but don't document it because you have no cultural perspective. Mm. All right. So <laughs> and scene. Um, so speaking of cultural perspective, there's been a little kerfuffle about Jay Z and Beyonce. And this uh, Tiffany's, Tiffany's let me just say this.
1: I just thought, you know, I thought this was some dumb shit with people hating on the internet and I really didn't pay attention to it. What drew my attention the most was the $2 million and you know, scholarship and money going for for historically Black colleges and universities. So I was like, great, people are going to bitch, whatever, whatever. Now, when I looked at it and I thought, Basquiat, again, you know, listen, you could have chosen, there's so many. First of all, at this point, Everybody knows who Jean-Michel Basquiat is. They just do. Yeah. There's so many Black artists, and there's so many living Black artists who are creating works that are important that I felt like it could have been highlighted. There are Black female artists, I felt like there was somebody who could have been highlighted. It just seemed like going into the box, the art box, and picking the... It's like going to Google and trying to... to, when, When your students try to plagiarize, and they go to Google, and they pick, like the second story the first thing that jumps out <laughs> yeah no not even the first one they go to the second one and think right. she won't look down too. yeah she won't notice <laughs> that you know yeah. what I'm saying it's like it's like all of the artists you're gonna pick from so I thought it was just a bun little kerfuffle of people online until you posted that friend of the show Al Diaz yeah one same like come on who was his partner When I saw that he was upset and the people in that, that's what made me take notice and say, oh, yeah, these are real deal people. Now, these people saying something, I give that credence, you know, because, you know, everything online is always just like the mafia of "Ah, people, yeah, people bitching. Well, the motherfuckers who knew him and worked with him and were friends with him being like, yeah, this is some bullshit was like, that made me pay attention.
0: Well, the bullshit. I mean, and you know, I mean, basically, it, this painting. Um, it, you know, the bullshit. To be honest, was not created by Jay Z and Beyonce. No, it's about the to bullshit be, like, was Noah created. the
1: painting, the corporate,
0: the, the guys yeah. who bought it. Um, yeah. Somebody Arno, and you know, oh, this has never been seen before. Okay, yes, it has because people yeah. showed it. Yeah. Um, oh, he mixed that color blue as an homage to Tiffany. No, he did not.
2: <laughs>
1: it's like. No, he job. so did. That.
0: I got to tell you something. I didn't know, you know, know him, but I knew that world. I I, I can guarantee nobody in that world was checking for fucking Tiffany's. Okay. If they were going to name check anything, it would be, um, y- y- you know, it, it, the point is, is that they weren't doing that. And I just find it, you know, without getting any, I just find it to be, yeah, if you're going to highlight Black excellence in terms of the painting, this is such a cliche at this point. First of all, it's, let me just
1: say this. The only reason why I knew what Tiffany's was in the 80s, real talk, is my mother's been wearing Elsie Peretti jewelry. Oh, my mother had the, that too! The 80s, so she, like, she's got Gorgeous. it. Gorgeous. She so she's been wearing Elsie Peretti jewelry. Elsa. On, Elsa, but, Elsa. Elsa. Elsa yeah. jewelry since the 80s, right? So she's, my father started <laughs> gifting that to her then gifting it to my stuff. sister. So that's why I know it. John, you... That Nobody downtown knows. scene. No one was thinking about Fifty Seventh and Fifth Avenue. Not and at he all. definitely was not going to be inspired by the Tiffany Blue Box. Right. And I just think, no, I don't think J and B, uh, you know, it's their fault. But I'm like. To me, it was a little too obvious. If you're going to have this hair trying to look like Basquiat and then you're sitting in front of a Basquiat, it's like you guys know a lot about art. They both collect art. They are art collectors. You know about a lot of different Black artists. This was a big opportunity and moment. Yeah. For your About Love campaign to maybe highlight A how about a living Black artist who's doing, because there's a lot who are doing really well Mm -hmm. and big in the art world. Carrie James Marshall. Highlight one of them in this ad. It's like, we all know who Basquiat is. Everybody knows how much those paintings sell for. It just was like, when I look at Tiffany, I'm like, okay, this it just was, it like, was
0: just too easy. Yes, And it's also like, I mean, look, we, you know, we can have, we all know that Jay-Z stands for Jay-Z. I'm a biz, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Come on. I mean, this is not, and, big sum- listen,
1: and we live in a capitalistic society. I'm not mad at that, but I also say, I'm not mad at him having that energy and that attitude, because the one thing I do know is about the both of them. Is they also are generous and they do give back and they do do a lot of stuff and they have a lot of hands in helping money and foundations, some public, a lot, very quiet. Right. So for that, I'm going to give them a pass and say, if you're doing this for money, I'm just saying, you know, it could have been like the Basquiat was just a little too obvious
0: yeah and it, yeah it's just obvious it's lazy and especially like i said with jay up there and like i dreamt i was bosca and it's like it's just obvious and lazy and it has their love we won't even have that conversation if they're the great symbol <laughs> of black love then god help us um but for, but speaking of black love kanye and drake two black men who love each other i mean it individually is like- they don't love each other they love themselves
1: it's like two <laughs> Take- u- it's like two eunuchs fighting at an orgy. It's so just wow. Like, I like that. I it's like that. Like who, the what, the why. It's like, here's the thing about both of them. Yeah. I think I've always found Drake to be bland. Has he had some singles that I like? Yes, he is a single. He knows how to make a single, right? which mm-hmm. is pretty brilliant. That's how you that's how you sell records. That's how these days you stream a gazillion records. He's going to give you shit that stays in your head and it's you want to he makes
0: radio friendly, radio friendly, right. club friendly hip
1: hop. Right. Kanye who I am not a fan of at all and have not I don't really pay that much attention to his music anymore at all. At least I will give him this. I do look at him as as an artist. Yeah. Who will take risk and take chance? It may seem nutty, but you know what? The the real people who are really artists are kind of off kilter. So right. that part doesn't bother me. I'm just not into the cult of Kanye like everybody and sitting and listening sessions and going through 18 versions of an album. I tried to listen to this one. I got to like the fourth song. I just didn't care and I stopped. Well,
0: I listened for you. Uh,
1: yes, yes. And, and, and I decided and, to. And your, I decided to
0: take. I decided I will go on my permanent record that I really did, and I haven't listened to it. Yeah, I'm with you, too. Look, Kanye is taking his personality out of it. He's infuriating as an artist. Because unlike Drake, and Drake calling Drake bland is being kind. I mean, right. Drake is the Coldplay play. Of fucking hip hop. He's well, actually, Coldplay is probably more interesting. Drake stands for nothing. Right. He's the girls like him because they think he's cute. He makes incredibly catchy singles. I have never listened to a Drake record. I couldn't tell you what make. I couldn't tell you what makes Drake good. I really. You couldn't. Know what
1: was, I like that. What was that song? I liked? Yeah, the that the like the other one. The Slide. No, no. no I like the one that's "I Got My Eyes On You." Yeah, the one where something he samples something, something, something. Yeah, exactly. Something. something and he samples Lauren hill
0: <laughs> yeah. and stuff so uh, uh, i'll start with the kanye and then briefly go over the because mm. i did actually listen okay. i mean look the kanye record is you know he he is no longer a rapper to be who's he's no longer a rapper he's an artist he's an artist who's a rapper right. and and i think that um we do let our knowledge of his personal shenanigans flavor but his personal shenanigans are part of his his, his art, there's way, as a friend of mine said, there's way too much Jesus on this record. I mean, it's like, I'm all for Jesus, but Jesus, Listen, there's too much never Jesus. Know
1: Jesus. I'm no, but then now he's kind Jesus. of Jesus. This you know. is
0: the Jesus of the lady on the subway. We're screaming at you. Right. you're like, <laughs> What stop are you getting off lady? Why do Jesus people, why do they always have to be so loud? Can't you talk to me quietly about Jesus? Why do you have to scream at me about Jesus? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Leave me alone. Um,
1: don't you ever say that I care about Jesus.
0: I know, but I care about like Jewy Jesus. But anyway, I'm a Jesus Christ superstar Jesus person.
1: But well, I mean, you're, all you're part me. of the Jews for Jesus. No, no, no. But I just
0: like I I believe in Jesus in the sense of being a revolutionary. Not I used to when
1: I was young. I was always confused. I and mean, they'd be like, "We're Jews of Jesus." I'm like, "Isn't that Catholic?" It's
0: like being a meat eating vegetarian, you can't go <laughs> either vegetarian it's like people say i'm a vegetarian but i eat chicken and i eat fish so you're not a vegetarian i got a news for you just because you put an extra piece of squash on your plate does not make you a fucking vegetarian all right sorry oh god right i'm celibate but i have sex only with Asians. no no, no you're
1: not you're at camille's birthday party i got clowned so bad because you know i was asking about my new diet and i was like i don't eat this i don't eat that and they're like what are you order for dinner i was like I'm having the um, I'm having the vegetable way so that waiter comes in and and then, Quanah leans over to me and says, "You want to split the ribeye?" And I'm like, "Yes." Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I mean, getting back to Kanye real fast. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a problematic record. It's too mm. long, like most records. There are yeah. flashes. There are flashes of like what makes Kanye Kanye, and when Kanye hits, not makes a hit, but mm. when he hits. There is nobody. He That's can't. undeniable.
1: Yeah. That, like, but we, there's we,
0: just too but, much going but on. I don't
1: need an hour and a half album. That of anything. Seems, that just seems like the ramblings of. The lady uh, on the
0: subway. You know what
1: I'm saying? It's like, how about. an You can tell he's the type of artist where he's not going to listen to anybody. Right. And I'm sure oh, so if, if he let have somebody in his team he trusted who would let him make it tighter maybe yeah. i would have enjoyed it more but to me it's just like uh, I don't yeah care.
0: i mean it's it, it, it debuted number one his records all mm-hmm. they do number yeah. one it'll get a lot and of it's going to
1: right because these days with streaming everybody is going to rush to listen yeah so we you're going to interested. get those yeah you're going to get those numbers like you already got you got the numbers for me from rushing to listen yeah so i got interested. the only through four tracks but that was enough to get
0: you some yeah, streaming numbers you know so I mean, and 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 we discussed before. To me, what was very problematic is his working with Marilyn Manson, who a is so uh, irrelevant in terms it's, of the cultural yeah. conversation. It's like, you know, like what wasn't? I mean, he would be more relevant to use Kiss, but Marilyn yeah. Manson is an is credibly accused of rape and abuse, and then the baby who's an asshole who's you know just an immature asshole homophobe. So Kanye's sort of like the arty side, and then he and Drake are rivals. Who cares? Um, and then Drake comes out. I couldn't even make it through four songs with Drake because I'm just going, "What do you? Who are you? You're just so amorphous and kind of." And then when I read that there's a what's the word extrapolation? That's like <laughs> it's not like a flat out sample, mm-hmm. but it's like a sample of a sample. It's on the song TSU. Because
1: he's using his Ron C sample where Ron C is talking. But when he's talking faintly in the background, one of the tracks of an R. Kelly song is playing, but not his vocal. But because that music is playing, you still have to license it.
0: Right. And it's sort of like, I mean, Drake is being smart in terms of like preempting the possible lawsuit that would come but I'm sorry. I think that's But that everybody's we aggr- like, well,
1: why did you have to use that sample? Because I, I, why are you yeah. fucking why was that so important to the track? Right. That exactly. you know what I mean? That you had to use that particular one when R. Kelly is currently on trial for sex trafficking.
0: And and especially when you have an audience that is A, mainly women, and B, yeah. you've literally been wrapping yourself in the in the in the legacy of a of I
1: mean that. Yes. Yeah.
0: So that that to me is just is just you know lazy because people are full of shit
1: Amy. yeah people well he's full of shit and, and they're and, self-serving and they're like right. everybody's has everybody gets on a soapbox and will say a lot of shit until something really comes to their doorstep that they need and they'll, they'll see if they can sideswipe it
0: But what's so fun and the cover the and Hurst cover of all these mm-hmm. women pregnant i don't find that in light of and i won't get in but in light of the texas law really mm-hmm. we're gonna have this is the way you show that you're a lover man that you've knocked up all the what are you fucking nick cannon that's the way you show your love you just have an army but it's just i look drake is drake is not for us we know that we're too old for drake but i just i i I, to me it's like he's hugely successful i never have liked him i don't hate him but he's just sort of uh, he's just he's not even inoffensive he's nothing he stands for nothing to me and i don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth because he has as as nutty as kanye is and as problematic as kanye is that's kanye that is kanye i mean that You know, if Kanye's using Marilyn Manson, it's because he, I think the Drake thing with the R. Kelly thing is just sloppy and lazy and there was no reason for it. And it undercuts his entire, like you said, his entire MO. It it undercuts everything. You're full of shit. If that guy is the seventh credit on the song, then you clearly didn't need him.
1: I mean, and then there's that.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's like, it's like Sophie, right? Mm -hmm.
1: It's like, I heard Sophie all in that track. It was like, you did. You're full of shit, right. <laughs> It' was
0: like you're full of shit. Let's <laughs> talk real fast about Britney and then we'll talk about uh, the other record that came out this week. So I know this Let's is like that. the Britney thing. It's confusing because it's not as good news as you would think from what I understand. It is kind of and it's not kind of. So why don't you well, go into
1: it? Well, well, the father is petitioning to end the conservatorship, right which is good news, which would end the conservatorship. That she's been under.
0: Yes and no. Because the father, Jamie, there is still going to be a trial. And Jamie is sort of blackmailing him, saying, well, I'll do it if you.
1: And that Which has been his thing the entire time.
0: Right. Give but me $2 now, million and but, I'll walk away.
1: But yeah, which is crazy. Because, like, how much money have you gotten from your daughter already? To yeah. me, this shows you right there what it's been about, partially to me. Yeah. I want what's best for my daughter, so. I know I've gotten millions off of her qualities for 13 years, but it's going to cost you for me to stop overseeing her money. So I need some of that money.
0: Yeah. And that's, it's 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 very, and
1: this is, but she's going to get, it is good news. She's going to get what she wants. And hopefully the court will, hopefully the court will see that and he won't get that money because it's like, like, it's like it's blackmail. One way you're like, I love my kid. And then we start to see it's money corrupts everybody, man. Money. It just corrupts. It's, yeah. it's a horrible. I'm not saying that she doesn't have some personal private shit, but guess what? We all do. And if she loses all her money, sometimes people lose their money.
0: Yeah, She
1: has the right to lose her money like anybody else who's earned their money. If they okay. lose it, they lose it.
0: You yeah, I I, mean? I I just think like, you don't it. need
1: a father who's been spending it and then whose whole thing now is like, Well, I'll leave for a check.
0: Yeah, 13, well, I think- 13 years worth of checks wasn't enough. Yeah, well, she's got new legal rep. I yeah. mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, yeah. Listen, you know,
1: it, it's- I, there's so much that we don't know. Yeah. For me, I just want anybody who's grown and who can go to work to be able to make a decision about yeah. where their money goes
0: and what she wants to do with her body and what yep. she wants to do All with her life. It. So hopefully it. it'll it'll work out yep. um um and I can sleep at night knowing that it is.
1: I know. It's been so hard. For it's me. been so hard for me. You've called no, me. I up. mean, is not, there is a bigger, there is a big, there is a
0: bigger, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean,
1: there is a bigger
0: issue involved. I mean, this a
1: bigger issue is this always happens to women. We've seen men be dragged, knocked down, drag out drug addicts and fucked up. And we've never seen anybody come in and take over their life. But when it's women, we have numerous examples of the control of their lives being taken away from them right. very, quite easily.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, so there was one other big musical news this week. And oh um, so ABBA,
1: is. Oh, Abba w-
0: which is a stroke. maybe for those of you who are my- young, they're a struggling underground group. <laughs> they never really got their due in the United States. I'm really into deep cuts. <laughs> you know, I, I wish they had taken off, but they're just, you know, the whole idea of it. So, All right. All joking. I obviously like the biggest pop band in the world, blah, blah, blah. They've sold more monies. I, I can't even, they you know, they
1: sold some like four hundred million records. Yeah, something it's ridiculous. big. It's bigger yeah. than the
0: national debt. That's how much money they actually.
1: Made. When people had to buy records, so they literally sold like four hundred million you know, records. Yeah, Mama
0: Mia. Oh. Da, 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 da. All right, international change the face of pop music. Certainly are a direct link between the Max Martins and the Chevron, uh Swedish and Norwegian pop sound. Okay, undeniable. For reasons that I have no idea, I mean, we've all been bored during the pandemic, but Sweden didn't lock down. So they were allowed to Mm -hmm. walk around and do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. They've put out two new songs in anticipation of a new album in November. Yes. And... The reviews have been the equivalent. You know, when you're talking about somebody and they're really kind of, a, you know, then she's really interesting. She's so nice. said, <laughs> so, Oh, that looks really. It looks it, it shows off your eyes, you know.
1: <laughs> well, so, let's just say they have two new songs. Yeah. I still have faith in you. And don't shut me down.
0: Right, which are perfect titles for the reaction these songs are getting. It's like, so still I still have I love ABBA.
1: I think ABBA's great.
0: Yeah, okay. We all love ABBA. Well, not everybody, but and as I, I said to you. I, I don't, to, don't
1: dislike the Don't Shut Me Down record. I actually kind of like the Don't sh- Shut Me Down.
0: Hum a few, hum a little bit of it. Exactly. Um, no, okay. No, no. <laughs> The thing, know, ABBA, so, right. the, thing of, the thing about ABBA right? <laughs> the thing, about AbBA is that they were the definition of earworms. Okay, mm-hmm. you it's heard true. that they were the one eight hundred cars for kids, but better. Of song, you heard it. Yeah, you know you're listening to it on your computer right now, the sing along. All right. So the problem with uh the problem with these songs, is, first
1: all, they just don't sound room With tears in my eyes. Now all I'm thinking, right, knowing but, me, you know. Okay, I,
0: but that's ABBA from 40 years ago. I know
1: I, it's like they're but, great songs. But no that's the is, funny thing. The new songs, when I listen to those, it just made me go to the old songs. And then, but I love them, right? So I'm not upset that there's new music. And I don't hate the songs i do i don't love the songs
0: i don't, like I don't the songs. Hate here's the, the thing as i said to you when we were discussing this previously if it wasn't ava would you even fucking be paying attention uh, no you wouldn't you wouldn't i mean and that's the hold
1: thing. on i'm trying to think <laughs> yeah, no no, I'm gonna do one of the polite because everything I've read has been very polite. That's it's been when you polite. know. That, that's when you know the people don't love the songs because everything's very like, oh my god, it's before. It's like giving you a history and why it's important of them coming
0: back in the show, but not being like, no, special. nobody is ready. So that's the thing. I mean, if Abba, all joking aside, if Abba didn't have a legacy, there was no, mm. there is no. This is the equivalent of Michael Jordan coming back and then fucking up. If mm. you were the best, stop. They don't need the money. Um, they don't need the money. They don't really sound great. They have their their legacy. Whether you like them or not, their legacy is un, uh, undeniable. No, it's undeniable. It's it is undeniable. undeniable. So these Absolutely. are just kind of like like you're bored, Benny or Bjorn or whatever your name is. Mm-hmm. It just it's just they're just kind of eh. yeah. They're the equivalent of like wow, she's really. Interesting.
1: And then it was like, you know, the trick of them being like, and we're going on tour, a new tour. I was like, oh my God, they're going on the road. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> so they're building a new arena in London. Yeah. Which the pre-sales are already through the roof for right. a show that starts in May, which is a avatar sort of immersive experience show with like a hologram kind
0: of thing or something, something like that.
1: So yeah. we'll see when it debuts next year.
0: They've already of, recorded the show of so. them in their seventies, though. So yeah. this entire thing is a money grab, trading on nostalgia.
1: Just say hey, it like that. But if it's great, it, and yeah, the but, new song, but the new song, new songs are in, new music is in the show. So if it's a great new immersive experience, it could be pretty fabulous, right? So we'll see.
0: I don't want an immersive experience. I want a concert. Mm-hmm. If I want an immersive experience, I, I you know, like, stop it. Just because you have the technology doesn't mean you should use it. Just- well, I'm
1: going to save all reservations I see because I'm like you. I definitely was thinking, oh my God, they're going to come to New York. I'll get to see them in person. So, no, you have to go to London and to see the hologrammy avatar.
0: Absolutely thing. no interest in seeing <laughs> Avalon. I mean, they wrote great songs. i There's about four songs of this. I'm so
1: jealous them. because Miguel saw them live in concert.
0: When? What year?
1: In, in the seventh, like 77, the voulez right. Vu, Vu tour. That's when you Radio see them. City. Yeah, I yeah, have and, no I, And I didn't see them because my mother have, wasn't really a fan. I was yeah, a no, fan I, I, the fan. I,
0: I, there are many bands that I wish I had seen. I was, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're great. Whatever, I'll watch Mama Mia. All right. Do you want to sort of talk about some of the stuff we are checking for, as the kids say?
1: We are checking for... You know, it's. I've just been sort of... The interesting thing, don't you, you want to talk about the Halsey record, right? Which yeah. I know you really love her. I don't, and no, no,
0: no, 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 no. I don't really love her. I find her really, I like her a lot. I find her interesting. I really mm-hmm. do. And we joke around about like, what Yeah, because I'm she? always
1: like, what's a Halsey, right? Right.
0: <laughs> I find her interesting because she has managed, there is First off, the, the sound of her voice is interesting. she doesn't have that gulping, breathy vocal. She's actually kind of singing, which is nice. But I find her interesting because she got started sort of as, a, you know, with the chain smokers and kind of like as a featured artist. Mm-hmm. And her songs are very she kind of skirts around a lot of genres and and. It's smart pop music. It's, it's kind of like, in, but this album, it's called If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. And had mm-hmm. not Kanye and Drake sort of taken the attention off everything, I think that this would have, would have been the album. She's working with Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. Atticus mm-hmm. Ross is the guy that does soundtrack work with Trent Reznor, mm-hmm. and they do great soundtracks. My issues with Nine Inch Nails. Yeah,
1: their scores are really amazing. Fantastic. They've been scoring so they scored soul. They won an Oscar.
0: Yeah, yeah. So my issues with Trent Reznor are are just go. I was not a big fan of. I'm not a big fan of Mm -hmm. industrial music, but Mm -hmm. um, it's a a real
1: super talented guy, though. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, Yeah. and this
0: is a rock record. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And what's interesting is that some artists they would do a rock record and you'd go. She's faking it. She's up there pretending to do she sounds. This is a really powerful, very um, feminist in a lot of ways record. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really worth a listen. I mean, I listened to it and I was like, um, yeah, I believe you know, I want believability with artists. You know, one of the reasons yeah. I love Mary J. Blige, and a lot of people love Mary J. Blige is is she technically the best singer? No, she's not technically no, but, but you I believe, believe her. her. I mean believe she, you her. Believe
1: the words that are coming out of her mouth, no matter what she's singing, you believe her.
0: And I and and I just think this record, especially because I think Halsey is someone who people like, but she's seen as sort of being a pop girl, which nothing wrong with that, but it's a re- it's a really good record. So I, I do recommend if I can't have love, I want power um and then i really so this is on a totally different end i'm gonna fuck up the pronunciation of her mm. name arouj af Af-tab. she's a I believe pakistani or southeast asian artist her album is called vulture prince it's been mm. out for a couple of months but i just got hit to it because a friend of mine turned me on to her mm. um it's it's a beautiful voice very in uh very um reminiscent of the great women singers of that region, Uh, sort of moody, uh, very kind of bluesy, kind of torchy. She sings, um, I believe, in Urdu and some of it. It's just an interesting record. And it's not like I'm the first one to discover. I mean, the pitchfork kids are all over it and stuff like that. But it, it is really good. And then I'm really kind of loving the Charlie XCX single good ones and we like i mean she's another one of those smart pop girls you know
1: she's to me i put her in the slot with like the robins and the carly ray jepsons right ones who really should have more love here you know what i mean that are really smart good cool ass kick-ass music you know
0: and the thing with Carly Rae, uh, not Carly Rae, um, the Charlie. thing with Charlie is that she's also a great songwriter. Yeah. So, I mean, she is capable of writing hits for other people. So, um, yeah, I so I, I I'm, those are kind of the three things I'm kind of checking for right now. What do you, um, what do you listen to? My shit is just it?
1: all old, you know, because none of the new shit, like I've listened to a bunch of things, all of the new singles coming out. But nothing's really stuck with me to be like, this needs to be on repeat. You know, there's a couple of things coming this week. I'm excited to hear the Casey Musgraves album. I'm excited to hear the new Steps album, What the Future Holds, part two. Um, but I've been kind of you know rearranging some of my vinyl stuff, and I and I've started pulling together all my different Jocelyn Brown records and giving her own section. And it's really made me have a, a new appreciation for her voice again and realizing. You know how many times she's been a featured vocalist on songs that we love, like you know, in her life caught up in a one night love affair. and I'm caught up in a one night love. Affair. That's her vocal. Uh-huh. Push, push in the bush by me. So music. sort of like a Martha Wash That's kind of thing. That's her vocal. Um, then, you know, the, the, she had the songs on Warner brothers, uh, egomaniac and love's going to get you, baby. I'm going to get you. Yes. And somebody else has got just so many records, her work with New and soul and I'm the black gold of the sun, you know, and just really finding a new appreciation for her voice. And just started making me dig into just all of her work. And it's, I feel like she's a very undersung woman who has really, Sang so many songs, it means something to me for a lot of my life, you know, songs that still resonate and I don't even, she's almost like a voice that people know, but they don't know her.
0: They're almost like, you know, In a, she's almost like in those women like Lolita Holloway and, you know, first off, dance music was dismissed, but also... But also they're sort of like the equivalent in some ways of of the Darlene loves or the yes, jingle.
1: Absolutely. The, the
0: jingle yes. singers who you were like, I love that voice, I love that voice. Who is that woman? You right, know? Right. Yeah. Right. So, you
1: know, I've just been having a new appreciation to her. And for some reason. I have been listening to like the first five albums in Dionne Warwick's career, those early uh, 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 Scepter albums. And it's so good. It's just her voice. Just, you know, I'm back into really paying attention to vocals. I've also been listening to a lot of Aretha's Columbia records.
0: Yeah, very different. She's very different.
1: Yeah. But that her voice was. She was so young. It was just so strong and pure and beautiful. You know what I mean? So I've been kind of falling into that sort of period of listening to vocalists and great songwriting and just having that kind of moment. Yeah, you know? I
0: think we're, you know, we're transitioning now a little bit into fall. So, you know, you'll know, see. So we're coming out of the summer. We will be interesting to see. I guess the big record this week. Yeah. We'll talk about it next week. It'll be Casey Musgrave, who MTV is now... Yeah, suddenly playing all her videos when she was like a little country artist. Well, we can talk about that next week, the whole right. sort of how they are totally fucking repackaging that chick. Yep. I mean, well, like which, the whole- is, which is not a negative. I'm just saying they're totally repackaging that girl. Um,
1: yeah. And, and, you know, you see in the video, like she's smoking a blunt in the car because it's part of this little mini movie. Right. Thing and, and it kind of goes. Yeah, so, like, yeah, she's definitely... Skirting that line of yeah. like that Taylor line of I'm going for the big pop stadium. Vibe. Well,
0: except that Casey Musgrave has always been a much edgier artist yeah. than Taylor yeah, yeah. than Taylor Swift. And then we maybe next week we can talk about like, gee lord, that was quick. That album came out and it's gone. <laughs> poor, poor Lord. She can't buy a break. But the VMAs are this weekend, so we will watch those right we'll watch those the way we listen to the content (laughs) right we'll we'll jump in and out all right uh Courtney give the tag because that's what you do so well I
1: just want to send another RIP because I just got a notification that Jerry Blair who um used to be the head of promotion when I worked at Columbia before Charlie Walk took over um passed away
0: oh okay sorry to hear that
1: so R.I.P. Jerry, you
0: know. Sorry, you know, and
1: uh, the, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to know, cut you off. It's just that's the end of an era. He's a in promotion. He was very known. He was a big promotion guy in the '90s and the early aughts. So, you know, a lot of you know promotion doesn't change that much. You know, those promotion teams and promotion departments. So a lot right. of people knew Jerry. So I just want to sort of send my condolences out to his wife and to his family and his children.
0: And also just briefly mentioned that the, the uh, DJ and writer Phil Schaap died this morning to jazz uh, or less. Yes. Right. A jazz jazz writer. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's sad when people die, except if they're the governor, of Texas, I mean, if he were to die, I really wouldn't care, but that's a whole other conversation. On isn't that, it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, guys, you know, the deal, you know, where to find us. Panthe- we're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, and uh, we hope you check them out because we're on the main page, as well as over 70 plus shows, man. Any kind of music you like, there's a show for it. You know, there's some shows like us that are freeform, but there are a lot of scripted shows that really go into deep dives in different subjects and people and from every aspect of music, every genre of music. So check us out there. Then you know you can check us out because you're listening to us. We're everywhere. iHeart, Google, Apple, Spotify, Pandora. We're there. And um, I want you guys to also Keep up with us on Facebook and our Facebook page, I'ma let you finish all one word. We're on Instagram at I'ma Let You Finish in why. We're on Twitter at Finish Ima. And um, you know, it's we love to hear from you. We talk to you guys a lot on Facebook. You're really active on our page. Thank you for that. Tell a friend about the show. Remember, when you listen to us, wherever you listen to us. You know, remember to go on there, leave a review, rate us, you know, write it down, tell a friend, spin it out, and we will see you next
0: week. Stay safe, guys. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.